Thank you for calling the Wentz residence. We can't come to the phone right now because we're either slaughtering animals or praying, but leave us a message and we'll give you a call right back. Thanks. Stay blessed. Hey, Carson. Well, well, well. We meet again. Hey, it's the bear. I don't know if you watched the uh, NCAA championship last night, but uh, pretty, pretty happy. Uh, we bears stick together. Not that uh, you would know anything about that. So what I'm going to do here is I'm going to sing something that you'll likely never hear in your whole life. Uh, it's called a victory song. And yeah, it goes a little something like this. The ball is tipped and there you are. You're running for your life because I'm a bear. And all the years, no one knows just how hard you work. Well, not, not you, but like most, most athletes. But now it shows. Rocky Balboa Cheesesteak Fun Hour. It is 9.20 on Tuesday, April 6th. And your Philadelphia Phillies, as of this moment, are undefeated at 4-0, sweeping the Atlanta Braves, beating Jacob deGrom and the Mets in their first game. And I think they're tied or only down one going... Mm -hmm. Down uh, down one. Down one going to the seventh inning. Either way, what a hot start to your Philadelphia Phillies. The Sixers are currently playing the Celtics at halftime. It is a great time to be a Philadelphia sports fan. It was Easter weekend. If you celebrate, hope you have a good time. If you don't celebrate it, hopefully you had a good time as well. Whatever it is, let's get down to it. I usually start with Dirty Mike. I have to swat at a gnat. Thanks, Nick, for cleaning your shit here. Uh, But I'm going to start with Nick because we need some positivity. I don't want to start with a negative fuck. Uh, Jimmy, if you want to chime in, please do. Oh, man. Oh. Yeah? I just chimed in. All right. There we go. Thank you, no, Jimmy. No, um, just look, look, man. I told you. I told, what I'd say about that offense? No idea. Best offense in the major leagues. And, they, they, and they've done absolutely nothing. They've done they absolutely nothing yep. and the under hit in every single game. <laughs> haven't so scored more than four runs. Jimmy chiming in. That's good. Good start. Yep. Nick, how do you feel about this start? What do you got? Hey, listen, I, I was uh, slightly bullish on the bullpen. 
Um, you know, last week I said at the trade deadline, I want to see numerous guys added. Um, you probably won't need numerous. You got some, you got some, uh, you got some fire back there, man. Alvarado, my goodness. Um, you know, he's, he's going to have his stints where he, he loses his command a bit, but my goodness, he threw that 100 mile an hour fastball last night at, at the guy's knees. Like it, it, it just buckled him and whew, he's vibing. He's vibing. I, a I, t- I, I, right I tweeted. Now. I, I think I tweeted. I just came or something like that. I mean, it was, that was that pitch was electric. That's it. Four games into the season, and Nick don't saying, add anybody. Don't add a single. We person. are fine. Don't even worry no. about the trade. Jet, nope. That don't want anybody. Nope. We're good. This bullpen is good enough, and uh, that that's it. This is the squad. World Series. Here we come. I mean, listen. We are only four games in. They the what their fourth four zero start in history. Right. They the second time. Really. Second time since nineteen fifteen. Uh, those are good stats. Those are good stats. Those are good stats. Only, I think they said that 10, 10 teams have done it over the last 20 years and only two have missed the playoffs. One of them being the Phils two years ago. (laughs) Well, don't, we don't need to, so I'm going to bring it down a little bit. I'm going to bring it down. And to piggyback that one, they've never gone five and oh before. Yeah. Ever. So they could do that tonight. Is that a real uh, stat? I don't believe any Nick stats. I don't, I don't know. I don't know about that one. Okay. In 106 years, it said on the Twitter. Well, when we first started the show, I gave Nick the the nickname Baseball Nick, and I relinquished that immediately Gone. because we learned that he knows nothing about baseball. So I don't Gone. believe that stat. Yeah, Look that up for you yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, how sick is everybody of the 162 and 0? Yeah, 162. Is that a is that a this year phenomenon, Jimmy? No, no. no. Good lord, Whoa. no. Jimmy doesn't really do the Twitter though. So he no, I do. Really he does. Does he do? Does he, he do does the social life? Social media and yeah. life. I will not. Just I will not. I will not sit idly by while you slander me like that. Okay. Well, can I call okay, a timeout? So just as awkwardly, like he's not baseball Nick. He's not Jimmy Nick. Like what is Nick? He's idiot Nick. That's what Nick is. Exactly. He's idiot Nick. I mean, that's been established. Jimmy, because yes, the one. Jimmy, the, does, what do you lurk on Twitter? I've never seen you tweet. The one, I don't tweet a lot, but the the, the one sixty two and O thing is. Oh my god. It's coming so from a, coming from a boomer, it's been a long. It's been around long before social media. It's been around forever. No, it's, it needs to go away. You ever hung out with a buddy who was like, "Ooh, go Michael, hundred sixty-two and this year." It's not funny if you. It's, think- it should be like working in the office seven days or five days out of the week. It should go away with COVID. I like that. Ooh. I like that. It's just like anybody says, "Oh, it's just a case of the Mondays." Like you're, you're not uh, original. You're never funny, and you're not funny acting like you're you're being the antithesis of the original comment. Like it just just don't be that person. I almost that is the same person, Matt, as the living the dream guy. Oh, the living the dream guy is one of the worst. Human he is the 162 and 0 guy. They're Absolutely. the same guy. They are the same guy. Yep. That's a very astute observation, Dirty. Yeah. I, you know what? I don't mind the Phillies lose tonight just to stop the 162 and 0. There was a time when it was acceptable to say live in the dream and that was maybe 12 months after the movie old school was exactly. released you're allowed to say it because it's like a new movie and it's funny yeah it's hip so hip. ever since like 2004 you're not allowed to say it anymore so but people still do i know yeah and people are still saying 162 but i'm here to say that the 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 it ran out in 2004 so it's not 2004. You're right? laying down the Jimmy Hammer. I'm laying it down. The it's wall. not. Last I checked, it's not 2004. It's not. It's 2021. And so we just went through a rough year. So stop it. And no one, by any means, is living the dream. And people still say it. <sighs> My God, it has to stop. All right. It is. It. If you're one of those people who who tweet it, say it, do anything with 162 and 0. Turn us off. Do yourself. No, don't turn us off. Give us a five star rating or written review. Tell your friends that you should listen to us. Don't listen to Dirty Mike. Do yourself a favor. Do your significant other a favor. Do family a favor. Stop 
and be a better person. Unless you're being sarcasm, you know? No, that's why I said. Even the sarcastic person no, unless saying you're being that, sarcasm, like, I get it. Being sarcasm. No. It's just... I used to think if I had to scratch one person from the show as Dirty Mike, it's becoming more and more evident each day, isn't it? <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> All right. So, what are, what are the main things you're taking away from the Phillies? Uh, so, the main things that you're taking away from these first games are dirty. I, I don't know how you don't say the bullpen. Last year, at this point, the bullpen gave up like 15 runs. And this point, they gave up two. Well, three, I guess, now if you're counting Velasquez, you just gave up another one. So they're down 3-1. So three three runs in the bullpen in the first five games. Last year, literally, it was already at this point ranked like historically bad. Like no team had ever given up that many runs to this point as we did last year. <laughs> so this is huge Like because I, I didn't expect this either. I thought they would be like better, but I didn't think they'd be this good. I mean, Alvarado has been incredible. Neris has been really good. Coonrod pitched two innings, just lights out. <laughs> Your like, boy. My boy. He's, he's not just a, a, a joke anymore. Kins- he's not no. Just, Kinsler, he's not just a, a, a rough last Kinsler name. came in and got big outs the other Still night. don't believe that's a real name. So yeah, I fake. will, I do want to hear Nick's uh, opinion on this, even though I do want him off the show more and more each episode, but I do have to let everybody know we do have a special guest. He was here last weekend. Just, just tons of energy and a huge reaction. Ladies and gentlemen, opening day starter, Aaron Nola, ladies hey. and gentlemen, Aaron Nola. Hey, thank you for coming here. Thank you for bringing the energy. How does it feel to start four and zero? Currently down this game, but just a great start to season. What What are your emotions? What are your feelings? How How are you doing today? Yeah, um, what an electric start, right? Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, uh, the Philly fans are back. We we are feeling the energy. We couldn't be more proud to to be Phillies fans. And, and it's been a long time since we felt that way. Can you feel uh, the energy? Yeah, like I was. I when I got to the field, I was like, "Hey, oh man, there's people." Um. Yeah. And that was cool. Fans so. in the stands must really get the juices going. Must get you putting a little uh, extra electricity in your starts and in each inning. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, um, just like electric, um, you know, it's just been absolutely, you know, on fire. Has there anything in your life that's gotten you just above like a flat line, Aaron? Cause it really, we're, we're trying to get something out of you and you're just, you never seem interested or excited about anything. I'm trying to build you up, but really you suck. You really just suck as a guest, Aaron. Yeah. Well, um, you know, it, that's just like your opinion. So, you know, well, uh, that that's fair, but we, we appreciate you. You're a great first starter. You just tie Steve Carlton's record and, and your performance in the mound gets us all just like really fucking excited. But is there anything else? I you know to me say? too. Like whenever I'm out there on the mound, <laughs> okay. I'm just like amped to the max. Yeah, we, we, we can tell. We, we, we can tell you're, you're just, you're just a walking Adderall pill. All right. Uh, anything else, Aaron, while, while we have you here, about these Phillies, anything? No, just trying to go 162 and 0. You know. Okay, goddamn, oh. fuck you, Aaron. All right, ladies and gentlemen, just Aaron corpse Nola. level low yep. blood pressure. Yeah, he corpse just, level low blood like, pressure. Listening to Aaron speak as he just did, as he did last week after games, he's just like it's great to have him on the team. People are talking about. Well, I'll actually ask that question, but he's just so damn boring. So, a question that everybody asks now, and Nick, I think you know where I'm going with this. Is Aaron Nola a legit ace? Yeah, I kind of figured you were going there because there's been a lot of talk over the past few days of like... And Nola, if you're here, feel free to chime in on that. It's, you know, it starts with the, the dirty mics of the world that are like, he's not an ace, he's not he, he's not even a number one, you know. Well, I never said Zach that. Zach Wheeler's better than him now because Zach Wheeler throws 100. 
it's like, dude, Zach Wheeler looked fucking amazing on Saturday, but like just one start's not going to just wipe away everything Aaron Nola's done. Aaron Nola is an ace. He is a top 10 pitcher in this game. He has been for three years. Can I ask a question? Uh, who's saying that he's not after that start? He had he threw like two bad pitches in the whole it game. It was a conversation on WIP. There were a lot of conversations listen. going on I don't about listen to sports radio like anymore. Aaron Nola doesn't have it. He's, uh, what? you know, he's only good for, you know, a month and then he's, then he's bad for a couple months and it's just like, what are you people he talking pitched, about? He pitched really well in that game. Here's the conversation. Is he a true, legit ace? Is he your true number one to no, no, I'm, a bunch I'm, not, of I'm number 27. Okay. All right. God damn it, Aaron. What we mean is not the number that you wear, but a true number one in the rotation. Somebody who can bring out and eat innings and, and take down. If you're going on a losing streak, can you guarantee a win for your team? Can you bring the energy that is needed to get a team what, what is needed just to bring it to the next level, to make it a playoff team? Is that something so, that you can be as an ace? Like, look, I just guarantee that whenever I'm out there, I just bring maximum intensity, you know? Okay. God damn it, Aaron. All right. I, I think it's a fair question. I think that Aaron Nola is an, obviously an extremely talented pitcher, but is he that high? It depends level because like this city baseball? has seen like really good aces in the last 15 years. You had Hamels and Halliday and Oswalt and like all these and Cliff Lee, like we've seen the best. So like if we're trying to compare him to one of those guys, it's almost not fair. Like on the, on in throughout. Basically he's better than Cole Hamels. Th- yeah. Yeah. In what his career? Yeah, where mm-hmm. are you backing that up off of? I don't know if mm-hmm. that's true. I don't know. I mean, statistics. If you say sti- that, that's hard to argue. You just say statistically. I mean, he's not better. Obviously, he's not better than Doc or Lee. But like, you know, he's he's on his way to a, a Oswalt type career. If he just well keeps, on his way. If he just keeps saying things like statistically and not saying anything behind it, I believe him. Listen, and, and my listen, phone's over there. I can't I can't back my shit up. Well, that's fine. I don't I don't need anything behind it. I believe you. I feel good oh, about well, believing you. you. Thank you. And uh and I will feel See even, earlier in the show you said you didn't you weren't gonna believe anything I said. Well, so you didn't now I'm f- confused. Finish, I will feel even better about jumping off of the wagon of you saying that because you just like you say things about baseball and you sound like you know it, and I'm like, Oh cool, yeah, Nick knows what he's talking about. And someone says, No, he's wrong. I'm like, oh god damn it, I've been in Nick again. So I, I mean Roy Oswald career, two thousand two hundred and forty five innings pitched. Of 336 ERA, 163 and 102 record. I don't know if Nola's anywhere even close to this. Well, obviously, well, because Aaron Nola's 28. Well, so yeah, his career's not over well, yet, but yeah. he's well on his way. Oswald to well pitched well, like, 13 career. What are Aaron Nola's career stats? I mean, the dude, you act like he's just like this mediocre mid mid rotation pitcher. No, which I is, don't. To be fair, if we're comparing Noel to Roy Oswald, Roy Oswald was a high energy guy as well. Just like you know, very you know even keeled guy. Either way, I think Aaron Noel and so Zach Wheeler. So is Cliff Lee. That's true. Uh, that's very true. Aaron Nolan, Zach Wheeler is your top two. I think is very good. And we're looking for that third to really round it out. And it looks like to start off the season that Zach Eflin might, might be, might be the big man. Is it Ugh. all a facade? Is it something that he's done to us multiple times? Dirty, you're shaking your head. Yes, sure. feel free to cut me off. No, Eflin's the guy who starts super high. He's done it for the last two years. He starts super hot. And by the third month, he just starts to wander off. He can't get through five innings. He gets to the sixth inning and he starts giving up runs. But in the beginning, he, I, he, I wouldn't. I don't know if he starts as hot as he did on his first start for us here. Um, if he can continue that for two months, then I'm going to be a full believer. But I'm definitely not going to say he's fucking amazing after that one start. Are you still on the 70 win projection that you gave last week? After one series against the Braves and one win against the Mets? And yeah, then- I'm not going to be swayed by four games. 
Yeah. That's a fair assessment. Yeah. Nick? I think it's funny that you, when you're talking about Eflin and like, you know, he, he, he tapers off at the end. Like he was good all year last year. In a fake and season. And then you said. In a fake season that you whatever, said you don't even whatever. watch. That's fine. You said you don't even watch it. That's fine. You literally said that. That's fine. You didn't watch it. Either. Nobody fucking watched that shit last year. No, I totally did. I watched okay, it. Whatever. You can suck my balls. <laughs> you 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 <laughs> called him a five inning, six inning guy. It's like it, Zach Eflin. I believe it was either last year or the year before. I mean, he had more complete game shutouts. You know, he had two before some teams had one. I mean, it, the, the dude goes seven innings pretty much every time he's out there. He's a very good pitcher. But I'll stick to what I said last week. They still need to get a guy for me to feel really comfortable about this team in the playoffs. You know, a guy right after Wheeler and then let Eflin be the four. That's a playoff winning, you know, rotation. If you get that third guy in there and who the third guy is, I still haven't decided. I'll I'll let you guys know next week. If Nick and Dirty aren't boring you enough, I'm sorry about that. Jimmy, how are you feeling? Phil's baseball. Dead inside. Good feelings. Are you dead inside? It's like, all right, we got a good season ahead of us. Maybe. What are you? What are you feeling? He sang. We did send over under when he's going to sing something or say he doesn't know a word that you said. And how early was that into the episode? Uh, I'll get you the official time code, Matt. How about that? Oh, uh, that'd be nice. We are exactly we, 20 minutes and 15 seconds into that's this That's pretty much right where he would do is something where he sang something or asked you about a word you said he didn't understand it. So yeah. That's um, not right. No, nah, man. It's I like to sing and I don't understand words. What? Here's it, like, I know you guys made fun of me when I was bringing up the offense earlier, but I think that if you're an astute observer of baseball, like I am, sure, uh, you'll notice that they are real Connie Mack, but they've gotten cl- they've they've hit well situationally, which is a, always a good sign to see very good baseball terminology. And mm. and even um, uh, Reese Hoskins, I saw the interview with him after the game last night. He was like, you know, who you hate. I do. I used to. I he's been, you know, shutting me. I, uh, you know, I, he's one of those people I love to hate. And I've, mm. I, I every time he gets up to bat, I have this um thing set up to send in the group text that has like uh, uh, the eggplant emoji and then the face with the open mouth. And then underneath, I put 17. So you can it's like his jersey. So you're in, OK, I got it. I got it. Yeah, but, I got it. But he keeps not letting me send it because he's doing good things. Okay. You know what I mean? Got it. So That's anyway, sing on him. OK, um, go ahead. But he was saying how, you know, it takes a lot of pressure off the rest of the, uh, the batting order because they feel like at any none of them have to. They have people all over that batting order that can make the big play, make the, get the big hit when they need to. He said, yeah. you don't get a break in this lineup, right? Yeah. yeah and, that's pretty cool. and that's what I've been saying. And so, uh, you know, I was like, hey, this is all about me. What I'm hearing is that you're comparing yourself to Reese Hoskins because you're just saying the same thing. Yeah. So I'm Reese Hoskins. Yeah. I would say that. I would say that, that you are pretty much Reese Hoskins. It's just a failure surrounded by people who are more successful than you, just in that lineup and you in your life. Well, a present company excluded, obviously. But. Well, Nick and Dirty are pretty miserable, but I think myself. I'm yeah. not miserable. Um, <clears throat> hey. Uh, oh, Hall no. of Faber. Oh. Toadie. <laughs> Uh, hey, did you see the yeah. w- the White Hall of Fame drunk Tony Larusa? <laughs> Happy opening week, Tony. The White Sox are undefeated, gentlemen. Yep, they're two and three. They're two and three, Tony. They're not undefeated. I'm just happy you know what team you're coaching. That's right. Can't be beat. No. Hey, there's some people that say I appear on this show too often, and to those people, I say, "Fuck you." But- 
Tony. I, I actually applaud that gumption, but you're just you're way off. It took you many, many weeks to know who you're coaching. So you are coaching the White Sox, but you're not undefeated. The undefeated White Sox. You put some respect on that name. <laughs> okay. Yes, sir. You're, yes, sir. You are Hall of Famer. I'm, I'm glad you're here. How's the first week treating you? Is it good to be back in the dugout after you thought you were going to be retired? Is it good just to feel safe and not in a car accident? Oh, man. When I, as soon as I got sat back on that bench, yeah, passed out, uh, what? It, it was like I was right back at home, you know? Yep, yep, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it's your most comfortable state of being, so. His eyes haven't opened once. <laughs> nope, not all season. Jimmy Dugan. So, well, that's it. Yeah, real Jimmy Dugan, that that Tony LaRusso. So, well, good luck this season, Tony. It's always good having you here. Any any last words before you head back to old Chi-Town? As everybody loves the cubbies you know what i mean that's let's go that's right okay on that note we're gonna end instagram live thank you all for joining us as always follow us at rbcfh podcast uh and give us a written review a dirty's giving me no while a- we're transitioning from instagram live i'll just keep yapping did so, you call him jim duggan jimmy dugan yeah no Nick's like never the, seen the movie oh the rest oh no jimmy dugan's the uh, league of their own coach yeah. from the of the rockford peaches oh uh, yeah never seen that crap <laughs> Um, a League of Their Own? No, thank you. Dude, it's one of the, it's one of the best sports movie. movies, if not the best sports movie ever. No, it's not. Oh, my God. So it's anyway. Like people that say Field of Dreams so is the best. This a great Tony LaRusso. Uh, not like in Field of Dreams is ridiculous, too. It's not yeah. a stupid movie. Go ahead, Dirty. A great Tony LaRusso moment happened this past week. So baseball's free for the first two weeks. And so I just tune into different games because I'm baseball hype. So I turn what on the- time out. What do you mean baseball is free? So if you go to MLB Extra Innings on Comcast, every game is free for two weeks. Okay, trying that to entice makes you more to sense it. than baseball is free for yeah. the first two well, weeks. It's every, okay. every you can watch every game without having to pay for Continue. the package. Go ahead. So I turn on the White Sox Angels because I may, I may or may not have had a little money on it. And it comes to a, a spot in the game where uh, Pujols comes up with a base open and Tony La Russa intentionally walks him. The announcer just goes, hmm, walk in Albert Pujols like it's 2010. <laughs> <laughs> that fits in perfectly. I was dead. He's Dang. so stuck in the past. As we all know, as a regular guest here, Hall of Fame drunk Tony La Russa and Albert Pujols can barely walk anymore. <laughs> he intentionally walks. the same player Pujols. that he once was. Ugh. That makes a lot of sense. We... We really should coach up to it's my fault because I keep asking him questions. I should probably just coach him up just a little bit. Say, hey, the game's not what it used to be. You're really yeah. more hired as a name, probably just to get. You know, hey, to, look, all right. You gotta, yep. be, you gotta be careful with that entire St. Louis offense. What, <laughs> Tony? You don't even. You're not coaching in the National League. You're not. The, you're not the coach of the Cardinals anymore. He's on the Angels. Pujols ain't the only one that can hurt you on the cards. He's not on the Cardinals anymore. What are you doing? You guys lost what are to you the Angels. About? Tony, after the show, let's just let's talk baseball. Us and you. How's that sound? X's and O's. Yeah, X's and O's and women's and hoes. That's your favorite. You said that last week. Uh, all right. All right. Oh, well, ew. that's it. Um, so Nick, you don't like Field of Dreams? Mm-mm. <clears throat> Why? What don't you like about it? It's just super boring. Like, nothing ever happens. Okay. You're just like, he's like driving, and then like, oh, there's Darth Vader, and then we're, <laughs> we're just gonna talk for a while. <laughs> Wait, so are you out on the Sandlot too because of Darth Vader? No, the Sandlot okay. is the Sandlot is made right. for children, which is a fantastic That's movie. So of course it's a <laughs> Nick's Alley. Yeah. It's the it's the greatest sports movie of all time. Nick's favorite sports movie is like Rookie of the Year. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'll tell you what they are. It's it's Mighty Ducks. Yeah, children, sure, children. All movie. three of them. <laughs> Sandlot, children's movie. Yep. 
And man, what else do I like? I think that's it. And that, that makes Oh, that Major difference. League. Major League. Well, that's not Jones movie. Major League's a fantastic movie. Yeah, and that's actually great. maybe one of my favorite sports movies ever. Maybe. So Nick just hates like deep emotional, like get into it, like feel good movies. Oh, What's love, your favorite sports movie? Six one oh six Yep, that's it. Oh but shit, we did get really No, wrong. we no, we asked Nick who's an idiot because he doesn't like Field of Dreams and he won't watch a League of Their Own. I'm which not. is a fantastic sports movie. And Nick or Jimmy, don't act like you don't love a League of Their Own as well. So. Oh, I do. I, I was clowning on um Sports Talk Radio. Oh. I just like don't like the people that are in that movie. It's like I heard so Madonna's fun. in it. Like I'm not I don't like I don't want to watch Madonna. Nick, I almost want to pay you to watch it just so you know how wrong. Yeah, you I like are. Tom Hanks, but like it's just I'm not watching uh, Madonna and Roseanne play baseball. I don't even want to watch them do what they do for a living. He said Roseanne. <laughs> it's Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> Can you imagine Ro- Roseanne out there in center? Tomato, tomato, a bunch of crazies. All right. So the Phillies and the Mets, is their rivalry back after, as of this recording, one game? Nick wants us to yes, ask Yes, that. yes, yes, yes. And I'm jacked up for it because there's high expectations for the fucking Mets. The Phillies are better than the Mets. It, it just feels like... It just feels like the mid 2000s again, where everybody's overrating the Mets and everybody's just going to let the Phillies sneak on and just keep sleeping on us. Just keep sleeping on us. The Mets got Lindor. Cool. It's still the fucking Mets of last year. Still the same fucking team. To be fair, they're smushing our dicks into our assholes right now. Whatever. Cool. <laughs> one game. <laughs> What's the score? Six to one. Oh god damn it! Velasquez, we, listen, we were Velasquez, lose eventually. Velasquez has an ERA of twenty-seven. What are they? Now. They had their number two pitcher going today. Silver we lining. Had, we had some guy named Chase Anderson pitching. He did really well. Silver lining. <laughs> it's the death of the one sixty-two and O joke or, or comment. God. Yeah, it's over. I'll take it. Is there Thank are there one sixty-one and one guys day. out there? There are. There, there are. are. Wow, mm. that I got to Google. I'm Yo, we got to find those people. So where does it stop? Yeah. How many losses do you where do where you cut base? I would for hope some people one. For uh, some people never. Oh, for Jesus. some people it never stops. They just keep going and going and going. This is why we can't get rid of the death penalty. I agree. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's why Thanos wasn't 100% wrong. No, everybody yeah. everybody uh, Thanos was 100% right. Everybody deep down in their soul knows Thanos was right. It's the you don't speak about it at parties. That's true. That's that, that is true. He was right. Uh, I do think it's too early to say that the Phillies Mets rivalry is back, especially back. because uh, how did you say it? The, the Mets are doing what to us right now? Oh, squashing our dicks into our assholes. Exactly. Mm. Um, but it did piss me off last night listening to the Mets fans at Citizens Bank mm-hmm, Park mm-hmm, mm-hmm, chanting mm-hmm. "Let's go Mets" the entire night like that. Yeah. That. That pissed me off. It, it gets you. And then and nothing makes it better, though, when you had that eighth inning comeback. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. God, it felt so good. Hand, I, handing, I, I wanted to be there so bad for it. Because handing them an opening day loss while knowing all those fans drove like three hours, two hours, yeah. whatever. Sure. And paid hundreds of hundreds of dollars to sit in the nosebleeds. At the it Grom felt, game. They felt like it was a lot. Oh, it just felt so good. Potentially you know, getting COVID felt. Potentially getting right. COVID. Perfect. Caught on the whole way home. Absolutely. Was there anything better than Phillies Mets in the 2000s? No. Was there anything better? So it's like, no. I'm, I need it back in my life. I'm, I'm willing it into existence. That's what I'm doing here. That's why I wrote it on the board. I'm so excited. I need somebody to hate. There was nothing better than Phillies Mets because of Jimmy Rollins, though, because he talked that we were the team yep. to beat because they had Jose Reyes, Carlos Delgado, and the uh, infamous four game sweep in but 2007 exactly, in August. Exactly. Absolutely. So there, there is that. I'm not sure if 
if that's what we have now, because they're who who's the hated person on the Mets right now, and who is the one speaking up? We'll for figure us in it the out. Oh, you're right. It was Jose Reyes and like Jose Reyes, David Wright. Yeah. Yeah. David I think Wright. we'll figure it out pretty quickly who we hate the most. I mean, it's you know we're gonna be playing. Each I'll other tell you who I hate a little bit. This Dominic Smith guy pisses me off. Yeah, yeah, he pisses you me don't off. Like him? He's just this guy that just comes a up. Common name? No, and he just hits homers in clutch moments. He's just one of these Mets that pisses. I don't me like off. McNeil. Yeah, he pisses me off too. He's, he's got a stupid name and a stupid face, and he like he always gets a hit. I yeah. Hate that guy. How did it feel to watch the Mets coach take Degrom out at seventy-seven oh, pitches? If you weren't a Phillies fan and laughing, what were you even doing? I wasn't laughing. I, mean, oh. I, I think it was. I think it was pretty obvious they were going to do that. They said before the game they're going to give him a hundred pitches, and they pulled him at seventy-seven. Who said that? Yeah. Who Every, said that? Everybody pregame. I'm telling the, you right the now. Manager, everybody. The manager who's everybody? after the uh, game. Mc, said, Mc, so they asked. Now you're doing. Now, let me get. Now hold you're on. Doing the Nick defense. Hold on. You hold on because now you're doing the Nick no, defense. Hold on. People who are listening that watch that game are going to know what I'm talking about. Go on Twitter. I'm telling you right now. No. Uh, McCarthy can... and Crux said they, that they asked before the game what what are their limits and they said they're going to give Matt Moore around 70 and they're going to give DeGrom around 100. Well, then the coach after the game said that everybody in the Mets knew that they were going to give DeGrom around 70 to 80 pitches and everyone knew that Easy to that... change your tune after. Oh, okay. So Dirty's the only one that's right. Uh, and Dirty's DeGrom, right. And DeGrom said he was that. ready to bounce in like the fifth or something. That's I mean, exactly listen, right. Listen, what, what, what difference would it have made if he pitched one more inning? The Clearly reason... a win. The reason Nuh-uh. why I asked is because it felt like <laughs> the not all come back. <laughs> it only took seven. Squashed 70, him with it. It only took 71 episodes. Oh, I've definitely used that. The reason why I asked is because it felt like a very Gabe Kapler move. That's why I asked as Phillies fans here. It must have felt nice to watch Jacob DeGrom, arguably, if not the best pitcher in all of baseball, who's completely electric that night, being mm. taken after 77 pitches. Very reminiscent of Nola two, three years ago. Uh, at the Brave game, and then we got demolished after that. It was a shitty season. So. Oh, oh, Matt, look, that's the magnificent recall that we all love so much. Thank you. I was wondering where you were, and this moment should have gone unnoticed because it was magnificent recall, so thank oh, you. Oh, my. Oh, I, Matt, I think there was a faint glow around you as you were saying that stat there. Thank you. Well, I appreciate that because Jerdy's trying to show me Twitter about how he thinks he's right about what Brock and Tom McCarthy he wants us to saying, stop the pod and read. Yeah, exactly. As opposed to I could show him what the Mets manager said Matt, as well. Matt, I think you I think you slightly levitated while you were making that last point. Very little, and only someone like you who appreciates what I can do notices that. So it's good to have you here. And uh, we're just waiting for Dirty's peasant to come around. Is there, is there anyone to, to justify Dirty? No? No, I wouldn't. Dirty there really, be? really, 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 really wants to re- read this tweet. So I'm gonna cut you off, Matt. Yep. Go ahead. So Mets beat writer. Justin Toscano uh, oh, at 4 30 yesterday guy. said Jacob the Crom's yeah, pitch count guy. per Luis Rojas 100 and will start on Saturday too. When my was butt. that? Yesterday we'll start at four, on Saturday too. Yesterday yeah, cool. at 4 hey, 30. Eat my butt. Pe- hey, peasant, can you give us Congrats, dirty. Woo! The, the peasant's not going to do that. Right, like, as, right as always. Like, what, who gives a fuck? Because you just called me wrong for eight minutes and I was right, you idiots. Who gives a shit? You guys are the worst. Like, who gives a shit? Dirty, I stopped caring long ago. God like, damn who gives it. a shit what you think about Jacob DeGrom? Because I think that him getting pulled was stupid. That was the whole point of the conversation. You're saying that it was supposed to go that no, way. The no, the whole point of the conversation was me saying that felt like a Gabe Kapler moment. That's the reason why I asked you, as a showrunner, I know exactly why I asked you, and you got so hellbound jerking yourself off about some fucking beat writer in New York that you pulled up a goddamn tweet and ruined a goddamn bit with the peasants. So how do you fucking feel about trying to be right? Hmm? Great. 
How many Good. followers does he have? Best probably, followers. probably less than dirty. So, Nick, let's continue on a conversation. You want to talk about the Braves what, what losing the All Star game uh, over some votes, and it's moved to Colorado. Hey, listen, I put the subjects up there. I don't know if you guys had <laughs> had anything to say about it. What I wanted to say about it was fucking cool because now we're getting a home run derby in Colorado and we're going to see motherfuckers I hitting balls hitting balls out of the stadium and it's going to be a good time we're going to get hammered drunk yeah. we're each going to get a we're each going to get a, a batter like we do every year you know we all pick out of the hat like you know I get McGuire you get Sosa and it's just going to be fucking it's just going to be awesome I mean it is noteworthy though because it is a it's an unprecedented political stance by any major sports league I can't think of another one like that see I wanted to get Jimmy involved is why I put that up there well, bring keep, keep going. Go ahead, Joe. No, I just I'm not. Look, this podcast is not for talking about what was right. I'm just saying I was shocked when I saw it. Like, literally, I mean, really, I was shocked because all star game moves. Yeah, because sure. because I don't know, they, they got shocked. they got political. It's weird. I you mean, see how much money leagues t- leagues tend to stay out of that. Sure. Uh, they tend to stay out of it. And not this, the NFL. This is a well, no, but like name something that the NFL's done that's on this level. Mm, can't I can't no. right or hockey? It's the biggest. It's the biggest political stance I've seen a league make. I'm I, that. That's why I, it's I noteworthy. I agree. It's wild. But and, uh, but I but I also I don't know how I feel about that. If you believe that you know they should stay out of these types of things, that it should just be. But you know that's not the world that we live in anymore. Corporations. I think, I think it's a shame for the fans and for the, you know, for the for the team who have. How about the city that's going to lose shit about politics? It's like you know they just want to watch their baseball team hit some balls. The city getting ready to lose a hundred million over it, really. The, and that, right. and you know what? When you actually, when you think about it, some of the the, the voters who are being disen like a lot of the voters who are being disenfranchised with this new bill are are in the Atlanta area, the metro area. I mean, it's it's hurting. It's, it's the thing that they're doing is they're moving it. I get why, but it's hurting the very people that, you know, they're trying to support to support. Yeah, I agree. How about the All-Star game coming to Philly in 2026 while we're talking All-Star games? God, finally, I'm so hyped Finally, for the Phillies build this beautiful ass stadium 20 with 20 like, years, Nick. With like so much fun and games and lights and great. That's exactly, exactly. 20, they said it's 2026. Uh, would, yeah, but we, we, they opened in, tw- in 2004. No, but I'm saying uh, no. So that would be because the last All Star game was 1996. Yeah. So th- so it's exactly what 20 years. 30 but think years. About 30, it. 30. It's like yeah. anytime anytime a team opens like a new stadium, MLB is like, cool, let's throw a party. You guys get the All Star game. Yeah, the Phillies do it, and they're just they whatever. Fuck those guys. They really did. It's so annoying because our state. It's not like our stadium was shit. It's so cool. It's, a, it's the most beautiful stadium of all stadiums and, in the land. <laughs> and if and and look, it was sculpted by Jesus. And maybe we're biased, but like, well, you know, I know it's, it depends on the administration and whoever's in charge in the city. But like, look at how all like what a great job they did with the draft like they're gonna put on they're gonna make the same kind of fanfare and 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 even more so because it's a longer period of time i mean the all-star game basically lasts for a week but like philadelphia is gonna do it up it's gonna be a good time outside outside of colorado we got the best dinger field in the world yeah and like i'll I'll spend a thousand dollars to go to the all-star or to the uh the home run derby although can i say there's been some kind of like weird force field in the outfield of our stadium. It's called right wind. <laughs> wind. Yep. Just wind, just, Jimmy. Just, just, just not just, a force field. What is wind? Not everything's though? a comic book. I know, but it's like, fiction but it's like, it's just, it's just wind. It was freezing fucking cold on Saturday. It's, it's it wasn't April. hitting weather. It's what not e- hit weather. It's just wind. What exactly is wind? Though? That's a good point. It's a good, oh, that's good a, two cents. No, you're right. Oh. And it, I, I also didn't think about the, the, 
the also it's you know the cold once it gets warmer that's mm-hmm. when they, they really i think start the flying. biggest takeaway that i have from this conversation you all had is that i don't understand weather patterns is your lack of weather patterns and nick's <laughs> point that the home run derby is gonna be way better in colorado than it was in atlanta oh. so i'm much more excited about that regardless sure. of political standings and all that yeah that's the first thing i came in my head so fuck you yeah i i think it's gonna be very exciting to watch uh an all-star game in Colorado. Because uh, the, the, the home run derby last year was fucking electric. Or was it last year or the year before? I don't know. Remember, we, we last year is a blur I know, to me I know, baseball. I know. But last time I, I remember so, actually watching one. I was disconnected. Yeah. I didn't care at all about it. I tried to at the beginning. And it was bleh, bleh, well, they didn't care. do an all-star game last year, did they? I don't no. think How they could you did. No, so it was two years ago, and that shit was fucking electric. What was, what was it? It was um, uh, Alonzo and um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, man, it was Vlad Guerrero awesome. Jr. Yes, yes, it was fucking awesome. Oh, Matt, yes, Matt. It's okay that you just said that you couldn't get into an All Star game that never happened. <laughs> thank You're you. still wise. I, well, thank you. I think it's pretty tough to get into something that didn't happen. How I mean, did someone do that? I mean, it, I, I definitely didn't mean to point that out, but I, I felt that I should. So well, I'll, I will take your support any day of the week. I appreciate it. How I mean, imagine that. You you couldn't get into a game that never happened. That is wild. Think about it. That'd be tough to do. Oh, my goodness. How have you been, peasant? We don't ask that at all. Well, ever since I plugged up the horses, that work's been just fine. Well, good. That's wonderful to hear. You are an absolute favorite on this show. It sounds like things are going well with the horses. It sounds like it's just up, up, up and away for you. Up, up, up. That's right, man. All right. Well, you just stick on by, stay here, uh, and you, you always have a home here. Uh, we're going to move anything else on the Phillies before we move on. Dirty, is there anything else you need to be right about? Anything else to make you feel better before we move on? No, just as long as we're acknowledging it. That's all I care about. Alec Bohm is well on his way to 330 and 30 homers. Okay. All right. We got that. Uh, Dirty, you were right. Everything's fine. We can rub your back afterwards and tell you how good you are. Can you hold my dick while I pee outside at the break? Dirty, we're sorry. sorry. Dirty, we're so sorry, man. You were so right about what the Mets were doing with the pitch count on DeGrom. Like, we'll never, we'll never doubt you again. We are so sorry. Should be. Before we move on, we just want to apologize one more time to how wrong we were about Dirty and how right he was. Bunch of mongoloids around. Uh, But like, can I say that maybe, uh, you know, uh, that might have been the case beforehand, but maybe... uh, Maybe before the game. No, Jimmy, Jimmy. No, Dirty was right. Okay. Dirty, Dirty was right. You're right. You're right. You're right. It's it's really important to him, so let's give him that. So as Dirty was right, we move on to the Sixers. And Dirty, if you're okay doing this, can you please look up what the score is? Only if you're okay with doing it. But before this game ends, the Sixers are 34 and 16. They beat the Timberwolves 122 to 113. They did get whooped by the Grizzlies without Joel Embiid, 116 to 100. Uh, Simmons has been before the Celtics game, maybe currently, but we're not watching because we're recording because we take this seriously. Mm. Uh, he's been struggling offensively. And uh, go ahead, Dirty, say what the score is because I tried to read and, and, and talk at the same time. Your Sixers are beating Boston 100 to 85 with three minutes left. In the fourth? Yeah. Overall? Yeah. How exciting. Great. How yeah. exciting. Hey, hey. blow that, right? Hey. W? Ah, w? No. w? Easy. Clap your hands. That's enough singing. And there's they're singing again. More singing from Nick. And your final is 109, 107 Celtics. Yeah, right. Exactly. All right. It's crazy too. If you look at our Apple reviews, everybody always goes like, um, 
hey, I love when that guy sings randomly all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Except I've never seen that review. Oh, you haven't? You I just, haven't. Shit, you must not be looking hard enough. Wow, you're right. If you guys think all. for one second I'm going to stop singing, you're just you're just wrong. No, I mean, don't because people love it. Yeah, definitely. people definitely right. love it. Oh, it's going to uh, keep happening. When you leave the reviews about our show, feel free to send chloroform to us so we can shut Nick the fuck up. Uh, as we move on, thoughts on the Sixers, 34 and 16, tied for first place. They might move into first place sole possession if yep. they continue uh, on this and, and beat bullish. the Celtics. Jimmy's bullish. Jimmy is bullish. I'm bullish on the first place. Six. Get my fucking boy George Hill out here and see what this real complete team can do. That's where I'm at. Let's go. That's where I'm at. Durant's coming back tomorrow. Yeah. What the? F- what? What is going on? Finally, there? after missing 27 games, I think. Yeah, he, he's so around he's back. There. Jimmy, your question, which the the common fan asks, like, "What are you? We train this guy who can't play? He had a hand injury." That was known during the trade, and he- no, no, I said, I said, what's going on there? So that's what that, I was just asking that question. So it's an excellent question because I want to know too. Okay, cool. So don't, a, don't, 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 don't. Common, it's a common fan question. All right, because well, I've heard, it, I've heard it from a bunch. Oh, of sir. Well, then <laughs> yeah. please enlighten us. Sir. I am. He had a hand injury. Oh, that was sir. Known. Yeah, okay. You thank you, answers? sir. You want oh, the I'm just a lowly fan that's asking normal I fan said, questions. I said common. I didn't say lowly. That's just that's just something you're feeling the inside, peasant. Can I answer Jimmy now? Yeah, go ahead. All right. He had a hand injury that was known during the trade. It was going to take a, a week or two before he could actually play after the trade. That's all. People were expecting him to play right away, and that was never, ever the case. Got to love when you Google to see how he's doing, and the article from three hours ago says, George Hill on the road trip with Sixers, but don't expect him anytime soon. Yeah, I never thought he was going to play right away when we got well, him, but like, I'm pretty that? sure when we got him, Dirty was like, yeah, he'll be playing this weekend. Uh, the Didn't inc- you say that last Kai, week? Kai Carlin of the Inquirer? Yeah, did you? He did say that, didn't he? Then he was like, George Hill's gonna play this week, so that's cool. There was an article that came out when they traded for him and said that he was gonna come back after the road trip. And he, what do you want me to say? It's what I. I want you to tell me when he's coming back for real, for real. I don't know. Now they're saying that not anytime soon. I I don't know. Shit, because Ben Simmons sucks, and I need a real point. I'm making, I'm making skeptical eyes about this whole situation about George Hill in Mm -hmm. general. So the first place team without George Hill. We're not going to be able to do it because George Hill won't be able to play. No, I just mean like what's going on with George Hill. I think I don't don't think they're telling us everything. I just think they need to continue to be teams that would be potentially in the way. Are the Celtics really a team that would potentially be in their way? Honestly, in the playoffs, do you think? I want to say no really badly, Matt. Exactly. I want to say no really badly. But history says otherwise, right? The only, but I guess... Really, the only thing that Celtics team is missing that really fucked us up last time we played them was uh, that giant white boy that that fucked them beat shit up a little bit. Aaron Baines. Oh yeah, How I mean he's the only guy they're missing. I mean they still have they still have Tatum and and Marcus Smart well, and Jalen Brown. Hayward's gone. Yeah, but they replaced him with with Kemba Walker, who's better. Yeah, um, maybe not a no. better shooter, but a better all around player. Did they have yes. Kemba and Hayward Wal- last year? Yeah, time? Walker played for them last year, didn't he? Yeah, Am I wrong absolutely. About yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, you're right. You're right. Yeah, I was like, but who was who was out last year? Was it Simmons that was injured last year or Joel last year? No, playoffs? Hayward was out. Was he? No, Hayward played. Either players. way, it was an incomplete team yeah. last year for the Sixers. No, I mean, listen, the the Celtics in a seven game series, which I don't even think they would play each other in the playoffs right now. Right they now, they would. Yeah, they would. Mm-hmm. Either way, they don't scare me in a seven game series. The Sixers, they're they're going to coast in the playoffs. Obviously, just they need to get the one seed. They need to coast in as the one seed. What team in the East scares you the most? That is not the Nets, because that's a very very easy answer. Ready? Yes, the Titans of the South. 
those four seed Atlanta Hawks just because it's for whatever what an answer for whatever like reason we just don't beat them and I don't know why there's no rhyme or reason to it we're always so much better than them and all they do is win 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 against us they're the we, four seed they're right yeah. now they're the four seed and what they're, was all that talk with them trading Collins just dumb dumb yeah talk. that was that was weird then yeah I, I mean I knew that I knew the Hawks were in the playoffs because you know, you, you don't even have to be a 500 team to get in the playoffs. But I didn't know they were the four seed. They're, 20, they're 27 and 24 at the four seed. Yeah, still, you know. Because that's, yeah, I mean, that does show you what the rest of the fucking East is. But still, right. they scare me, if I'm being honest. I just don't like the I Hawks. love that answer. I love yeah. that answer because I asked the question and I don't know what my answer would be because they're, they're I know it sounds like such a homer. No team actually scares me that much outside of Brooklyn. Like, I know the easy answer would be like Milwaukee. I think the Sixers beat Milwaukee in in six, if yeah. not five. Yep. Like, if they steal a win, it could be five. Sure, yeah, I'm, I'm more scare scared of a little bit. Do they? I'm more scared of the Hawks than I am the Bucks. No, I'm not. I mean, and the Bucks are so much. Have better. we played them with a full team yet? Like. Have have we played them with? Uh, no, we didn't. We didn't play them with our full team, and they had to take us to overtime. That's I know, but I don't think they had Drew Holiday. I could be wrong, but I don't think they did either. And way. that's a I mean, that's a big piece, man. Drew Holiday's really yeah. Good. Well, Joel Embiid's a, a I, big I understand piece that too, and they took us. I to understand overtime. that. So you know, uh, yes, you're right. They but the Bucks were like historically bad in the first quarter. Where they score like eleven points or some shit. It was crazy. Whatever. So they yeah. Listen, the Bucks are still a very good team. Uh, Lopez are. somehow plays o- over his head when he plays us. They have, you know, you know, Greek He's Freak, Middleton, Drew Holiday, Bledsoe. Right? They got some shooters. The you know the white boys and uh, our 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 Delaware brethren. I can't remember his name. Archie Diacono. Yeah. No. Oh, you're talking about um. Oh yeah. God damn it. Divincenzo. Divincenzo. Divincenzo yeah. Right. I mean, listen, Dante. they're they're, they're, they're a good team. On. They're a good team. The Bucks are a good team. It, dirty. It was an outside the box answer. I like it. But you know, I'm going chalk like I usually do. But um, yes, the Bucks—they're a threat. Who scares you more, the the Bucks or the Heat? The Bucks. Bucks. I agree. I don't think the Heat are very good. Yeah, they're kind of butt. I yeah, mean, they haven't played well all year, and they got Oladipo, and uh, they're, you know, they're, they're losing. I think, it hasn't, I think it hasn't helped. in playoff times. The Heat scare me more than the Bucks. I think the Bucks are a better team. Yeah, but let me let me let me come back to you with the Heat got rid of Kelly Olynyk. That's true, and he's by Sixers far, killer. He's by far. Yeah, but the they, ugly, they also just brought in Oladipo, the ugliest Sixers player killer. in the NBA. The Heat did get Oladipo at the trade deadline. Yes, little... they did. That's fine, but you know, Olenek is just one of those I'll guys that beats the Sixers. Outside of the Nets, the Heat are the scariest team to me. To the Sixers, the Bucks don't scare me. They're obviously a really good team. I think when the Sixers are fully healthy, you got Joe going, you got Ben going, and you got Tobias playing MVP level, they can take down I the I think Bucks. you said it best, though. It's like, you know, I, I don't see any of these teams beating the Sixers in a seven-game series. So we're, the, we're, net, we're, the Nets are... I, I, other I than the to, Nets is what your, what your premise was. Yeah. You said other than the yeah. Nets. I, I honestly, like, am I... You know, Dude, in Eastern Conference scary, Finals but, of Toby, Ben, and Joe against Harden, Durant, and Irving is just going to be... If that happens, holy shit. I mean... I, exactly. I'll be most excited I'll be exactly, about anything because they're, in they're, fucking Their top three is unbelievable. It's insane. But they don't have anyone to take down Joe. They don't have anyone to Mm-mm, take down no, Joe. No, no one plays. It'll defense. be the most. It'll be the most must see TV out of the East oh. in 
74 years or something that's like that. It. I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah, every years. every year it's Listen. a good team playing some shit team Nick, in the NBA, in the in the in Nikki Conference final. Oscar Robertson and Wilt Chamberlain. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yep. Exactly. Yep, yep. Uh with that, I think we're in our first half. We're, we're losing sight of the most important thing. And that uh, Jimmy, I need you to close this out. Well, what do you got? Ben Simmons jump shots really coming along. That's it. Yep. One game at a time. Best he hit that shot. buzzer beater three that uh, didn't matter when we were down by 30 the other night. That was cool. That was cool. Yeah. Great shot. With that, we'll be back. Hey, it's that time of the year again. The prestige. The tradition. The preference for one race in particular. I mean... We're called the Masters. What does that remind you of? We're not really subtle. The Magnolias. Amen Corner. The Masters. Watch the broadcast on television, because unless you're rich or white, you're not getting within three miles of this place. If stricter voting laws and pimento and cheese sandwiches really get you hot and bothered, then come down to Augusta and be with friends. The Masters. And we are back, and it's time for another edition of... You know what pisses me right off? You know what pisses me right off? You know what pisses me right off? David Hale. I've been talking about this guy for a long time now, ever since the Phillies got him. Everybody was like, hey, cool. Remember last year when, like, we, whenever we, we got a reliever, everybody was like, oh, hey, cool. And they all sucked. And everybody was, like, excited that we got this new guy. And everybody, everybody was excited about this idiot David Hale. And I was like, this guy can't even pitch. He can't strike anybody out. He can't do anything. And, again, I'm going to throw this out there. I didn't watch much last year because fuck COVID. That season was stupid. Suck on my balls. Whatever. Here we are. We, we put the Phillies game on. Full disclosure. We're watching the Phillies lose to the Mets right now. And I see this idiot up there pitching, you know, throwing 84 miles per hour. There's, there's another one. Juice, juice uh, meatball right down the middle. This motherfucker's wearing number 41. And I'm not okay with that. What? David Hale can't wear number 41. Charlie Manuel. That number is sacred. Oh. You, what is, you should know better than that, David Hale. And first, so the Phillies should have never let him do it. And David Hale just gave up a two-run yak as we speak because he's not good at pitching. That's too good. He's not good at all. Never has been. He, oh, he was a Yankee one time. Joe Girardi knows what he's doing. Listen, I love Joe Girardi, but shut the fuck up about David Hale. He, he needs to be David Hale needs to be off the team tomorrow with Joe Romero back on it. But take that number off that man. There are numbers you don't touch. Just remember when remember when Bryce Harper came over. Yeah, I do. From yes. Washington to yeah. Philly. Remember, there was like this whole thing with like Middleton, like flying out the Vegas, and like ultimately Bryce Harper signed here, and it was so cool. You guys remember that? Yeah, great times. Bryce Harper's number was thirty-four. Bryce Harper comes in, he says, "I can't wear thirty-four here. That number belongs to Doc Halliday, and always will." Oh, 
Bryce is the fucking man. We already knew that, but he's the even more man man. And then you have this <laughs> idiot David Hale coming in here and putting on Charlie Manuel's number like it's no big deal. Somebody, especially after that two-run job, you know, strap a rocket to that motherfucker and blast his ass off the face of the earth. That's that's fair. That's very fair. Right in the middle of his rant, he gave up a fucking <laughs> four hundred and fifty-foot Mars shot to pull Pete Alonso. Sure, sure perfect. I can't pitch. Wow. No, that's a Let good. it be known that Nick's rant started before that bomb <laughs> that we just watched. Sure did. Sure did. No, that's a fair assessment. David Hale blows. I, I I didn't even put two and two together that he's wearing Charlie Manuel's number. How does that happen? That's ballsy. How does Charlie man. Manuel's number. I, should it be retired? I guess this is not the question. Yes. I I say yes. I say yes. We have two World two. Series in yeah. this in the history of this. Is this Dallas team? Green's number retired? I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't think. I don't it think is. you retire Pro- coach probably numbers. Not. Exactly. That's a, that's but my it, point. But is it should it, be like, like an unwritten rule. Like don't wear that number yeah. unless you're like, unless you're like really good at baseball. Yeah. Like you have Joe Schmo come strolling in. Hey, hey, idiot! What number do you want? You'll be here for another year. And he says, Yeah, I want forty-one. They, 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 whoever the fuck was in the front office, Tom should have been like. Yeah, pick another number. Exactly. That's what's kind of weird about it is there's two options, right? They did tell him and he was like, yeah, I'm gonna wear that number. Or nobody even thought of it, which is also kind of like... I think nobody even thought about it. Damn. I think nobody thought about it. I mean, it's not like... And I'm, I know 2008 was a while ago, but he's been in the organization ever since, pretty much. I mean... There should be somebody there that is not just a historian of the Phillies, but they're being like, hey, we've been around since 1883. We've won two World Series... Uh, and one of them was coached by Charlie Manuel, who's wearing 41. Like, just let's yeah. just put that out there. Just David, if you want to wear it, there you go. But it was Charlie Manuel's number. Dallas That's Green wore number 46 and Ryan Madsen and Adam Morgan both took it after him. So you Madsen Madsen was actually given that number by Dallas Green. Who knew? No, no idea. but best friend. No he idea. was given that number as like, you know, a spring training scrub. And then just, once Madsen became a thing, Madsen took a new number. I think Madsen was like. He just started screaming at him and then like, find him. He was in the 30s. Or, I can't 30, remember. Yeah. Was he He's Hamels? like, I'm sorry. I don't know how was to do this any other way. before Hamels? I, I can't know. They were on the same team. I don't remember. A nice number conversation. Okay. Uh, I guess Speaking that actually, of numbers, yeah, right? I actually guess it leads us into a segue. So nice. You know, it pisses me right off. Uh, and continue on the number conversation. Jalen Hurts is changing his number from two to number one. And there's no one better to talk about that than Nick. Nick, your thoughts on two to one. I don't really get it. What do you mean you don't get it? Because he was number two at Oklahoma. So, like, I don't get it. He wasn't two at Alabama, right? Two so. was number one. I think he's always been two. So I could be wrong. It's, it's kind of weird. It comes out of nowhere. It's like, hmm. Like, yeah, I'm, like, I'm kind of doing the whole... Of, is it because of Carson? Like, or is he, you know, is he a little... I didn't want to be like fucking a cheese-eating maniac by saying that it was, but like, what else is it if it isn't? Because Carson changed his number, and then right after that, like two days later, Jalen yeah. did it. What uh, else? What else would that be? That, that's the only thing I can think of. Because like, okay, a guy changes his number, like whatever. First thing that comes to your mind is like, sucks for all those idiots that bought the number two jersey, haha. And then the next thing that came to my mind was like, why? Because he changed it to two was always his number. It was his number in college. Yeah, I mean, just, I don't get it. it just, I don't get it either. Here's a question I have: 
And I and this is why I just don't buy jerseys any longer. I don't have that many jerseys, but me too. Why do you buy a jersey if it's such a temporary thing? Because everyone's talking about like I can't wear this jersey any longer. I can't wear this jersey any longer because either they change the number or they're no longer on my team anymore. I thought you bought a jersey, it's like oh all right, unless it's like super embarrassing. Like if you have a hurt number two and he's a decent quarterback for us for you're talking to a guy who's had a i've had a dante stallworth and a jason babin jersey oh god would you ever wear any of those jerseys you had a babin jersey and and a dante stallworth i thought you were gonna say you had a stallworth i had a i had a killed him i had a i had a kevin curtis jersey i've had the jerseys of some of the worst guys you'll see around this fucking can i ask a question really can i ask a question was the Kevin Curtis jersey the blue and yellow one? No, fuck that. That's jersey. actually what I thought when he said that. I because it was the blue that and was yellow. like the best selling jersey of all time, and that blue and yellow color. They wore it the year that Kevin Curtis went like off berserk, and by off it means he had like a thousand yard season. No, in one game, like when he was wearing that fucking jersey, and then a bunch game. of people, uh, the thousand yard game, thousand yard game. a bunch the of people bought that game. jersey. And I, I, when you said Kevin Curtis, the first thing that popped in my head was those those yellow and blue jerseys, no. which. Did it you was see the, the, the Red game Sox that will live in infamy. Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll get, get to that. that. We'll, get to, we we'll get to more fashion would later. You, would you ever wear those jerseys out in a game or out in public anymore? I mean, that see, that's the good thing is if you do have those jerseys, you can wear them and it's funny. That's the only good thing that comes of it. Like if you're walking around the fucking link with a Kevin Curtis jersey, people are like, oh my god. So now my question is like, if you have a Jalen Hurts two jersey, are you embarrassed to wear? Like I see no. people say like, no, I can't wear that anymore. I'm like, why? No, that's like the diehards and the prideful. Like I don't care about that shit. Get, if he I changes don't... his number, I'm still wearing it. If I have two, I'm not buying another one. But the number one on it. Just don't you know what I'm doing? I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do it. Uh, I'm gonna put the. Uh... What can I think of the duct tape? I'm gonna put the duct tape no, over Hertz, and I'm gonna write Acres. I'm gonna do it. Are you a Jersey guy, Jimmy? I don't think you're a Jersey guy. No, I've had jerseys. I had a Wentz jersey. Would, now, would you? You had wear, a Hamels jersey too. You, uh, oh, sh- yeah, you can still wear that though. You can certainly yeah, wear Hamels because he's a World Series MVP. Would you wear a Wentz jersey? No, now? no. Why? So why won't you wear a Wentz jersey? He he he's a guy who helped get us to a Super Bowl. Um, I don't know. Uh, just wouldn't. Yeah, you'd wear a that's Wentz good. jersey. Man. No, I, that's like, good continuation of conversation in the podcast. That's it. Uh, no, that's like, no, can we push this back on Matt? Like, we, we never do that. Would you wear a Wentz jersey? If I had a Wentz jersey, which I don't have, I wouldn't be that. Like, that's that. That's why I'm having this conversation. I need someone to explain to me like why it's terrible to wear a Wentz jersey. I don't have a Wentz jersey, but why is it because he's no longer on our team? He did have a decent run here as an Eagle. He did help get the Eagles well, to the Super Bowl. Why is it bad to wear a Wentz we can't, jersey? We can't. We can't. I need to understand we, that. We can't discount uh how he left um that's certainly going to be a part of his legacy uh and when i say that i just mean it was just it was you know what's come out during and since it was kind of a disgraceful exit in a way i mean he was kind of like unceremoniously left um and and look i in a way i feel a little bit bad for him but um like 20 30 years from now when people look back at that team, yeah, they're going to talk about Wentz, but I mean, the history books are going to remember Nick Foles. All right, go ahead. I, I also think up. it's the too soon treatment. We're wearing it now. You get laughed at. You're right. But you're right, right now, if you see a guy wearing a Scott Rowland jersey, you're like, yeah, cool. Scott Rowland's good. But at the time, if you would have wore it a year after he did what he did, you'd be you're, fucking laying that guy you're out. You're right. And I was wrong. It is certainly too soon. So like, who's like a mediocre player that like you you could wear? I, like, can I, I? I've never seen anybody wear a Scott Rowland jersey. I was, and, I was, I was about to cut him even, off too. 
even I, I and e- even today, if I saw a dude at the stadium wearing a Scott Roller yeah, jersey, I would too. I would, I would, I would, I would give him a side eye. I've, yeah. defi- I've what definitely what seen Scott Roland shirts and jerseys. Yeah, yeah, that's, well, that's, that's then then that that guy's wrong for wearing that. And I was like the biggest Scott Roland fan ever. So I mean, was I. I was like because I was prime like kid age. Right. I I still looked at. Um, uh, sports players as superheroes like Nick still does today. Sure. Yeah. So I was big into Scott Rowland, but like, you know, you can't do that. So this is something that I don't have in me. The, the jerseys I have for the Eagles are Dawkins and D-Jax. Like if I have a Deshaun Jackson jersey, is that a is that like a nowhere? No, nah, that that's a, good to go. That's fine. Okay. Sure. I, I just don't get it. Carson Wentz is certainly too soon. I just don't. No, no it depends. It all depends on how their career played out too. Like somebody like D-Jax, he had a great run here. Um, he was, it was not his fault that he left the team. You know what I mean? No, what about it, a Macklin? If you had a Macklin jersey, can you good wear to go. that? That's a fine yeah, jersey. That's good fine. To go. okay. That's yeah. fine. I'm trying to think of a good like, middle one. It's a good, like, ooh, I don't know. Can you wear that? Uh, I don't know. It's a tough one. It, it, pick somebody that went to a rival, like, uh, like, like, uh, like T.O. T.O.'s no, a good T.O. one. T.O. you can absolutely Oh, here's a good well, one. But you, you go straight to absolutely, but then he left the Eagles and went to Dallas. Like, right away. You say, It's funny you say absolutely because you're the one that's kind of like, I don't get it. You're right, you're so right. So I, I, I kind of expected you to say but that's he, a good one. But, but he played on one broken leg and almost won the Eagles a Super Bowl. I mean, to, to me, it's like, I don't care what you went to the Cowboys after that. What he did for the Eagles in that year... But you're right. He did have all that controversy afterwards. So who? I don't think. Um, I don't think you're gonna find that middle ground because it's either acceptable or it's not. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. And like an, an annoying one would be like a Sean Andrews. Would that be kind of? Was that like? Is that where you're going for? Who? Sean Andrews. The tackle. He was like really good, and then he I left controversially. Sh- he I went. Just, he went crazy, and everybody. Are you talking about the tackle that the Eagles drafted? I just like, don't know Sean yeah. Andrews. But he was a Nobody would exist. buy that jersey. They don't a, exist. He, Matt's right. Like at the time, I was you saying. don't buy a tackle's jersey. You buy you buy a receiver, a, a running back, a quarterback, so maybe would, a safety or a corner. So but. you would never have a Lane Johnson. No. Yeah. Whenever I see a guy that has like a linebacker jersey, if it's not like one of the greats, I'm, I'm just like, all right, super. Line, even down. linebacker jerseys are fine. I think the only unacceptable jersey is not unacceptable. But like the ones that you do not see are well in, in Philadelphia you see kickers because there's, there's there are those idiots that wear oh they're still. everywhere but um is the offensive line I mean like I I don't think I've ever seen a Kelsey jersey have you what are you talking about do you go to games everywhere yes I don't no dude I see I see the quarterback the running back the wide receiver I've seen I've seen Kelsey jerseys yeah, I've seen what? Kelsey jerseys I, I haven't seen Lane jerseys I don't see that shit now it's fair to say I haven't seen no like you Bro- see, I see Lane Johnson jerseys I haven't too. seen a Brandon Brooks and he's like the best have you seen like I've never seen I've never even seen like Jason Peters like I I just just don't it's usually it's usually skill players i mean this might be a dumb question I'll, I'll put a hand up this could be the dumbest question of all time nick Foles, i mean super bowl winning quarterback fair jersey to wear <laughs> yes. what yeah all right whoa yes. the best yeah yeah i mean obviously it is i'm mad i don't have one of those bad yeah, yeah. i'm like pissed <laughs> off i don't too. have it yeah, yeah. It's All a great right. one. I just, I just don't get it. I get, I have the Dawkins because like that's the, that's the safest jersey to get. I bought, Matt, I'm, I bought, a, I'm upset with you for asking that. He's the only guy who won a title for us. No, I know, I know. That was, I, I, I said it that obviously I've expected the answer to get. I just didn't know because of the quarterback controversy and what happened afterwards. Now fuck Wentz now. That, ma- that makes Foles even more valuable. I expected the answer I got with the the Foles, but the Deshaun Jackson one was like I just I got at the time where I loved the speed and everything, and then everything happened with Chip Kelly and the. Back and 
Oh, uh, yeah, you mean that. you mean how they traded him because he was a gangster? It's why quote I don't get jerseys anymore. It's like there's so much. I don't even know what the word is. There's Chip so Kelly rules. There's tra- rules. There's rules to the jersey game that I just don't care about anymore. I'm not yeah. going to wear it in public. Which, 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 which by the way, we talked about jersey numbers. Did you know that the NFL voted this week to change that any receiver can wear zero to forty nine now? I heard that. Oh, oh they can. One week after the fucking little yeah. thing we busted match yeah. balls about, they just yeah. came through with the vote this week. There we go. Uh, no shit, I didn't see that. You know what it was? <laughs> it was Matt's sheer brilliance radiating all the way to the central offices of the NFL, where, where it impregnated their minds and made them change the rules. A very productive seed I have. It did not take us many times to have a child. It didn't take did us many listen? times to have a conversation to change the number rules. Very productive seed. Is Cadella a fan? For noticing, peasant. If, even when he's wrong... He becomes right by affecting the universe. That's it. That's me. And there's very few people who notice. The peasant notices. And apparently the NFL notices. So I choose my company wisely. And my seed is powerful. All right. Can you stop with your seed, please? What do you mean? Just move on. Well, the peasant peasant gets me going. I'm sorry. Uh, Final four. The championship. The Baylor Bears won. As you heard, the the bear himself was excited. He left a voicemail uh, for Carson Wentz. (laughs) Um, as I said in Dirty Mike's uh, wonderful March Madness segment a couple weeks ago, I said three things. One was incredibly incorrect. I said Illinois could possibly win. That was wrong. I said uh. Baylor, the best thing that could happen to them was losing the Big 12 championship and that they could win the championship. They would. And that Gonzaga were a bunch of frauds. And that happened. Yeah, um, and uh, and to always find the right line for Baylor, and the right line was there all the way, all along. So you should have bet Baylor the whole time. Dirty, how did you do? In what? In the March Madness <laughs> bracket? I don't care about bragging. Jesus Christ, we, we did a whole segment of my just god awfulness and just gambling. You were against March Baylor, Madness. right? Who did you bet? Who did you bet you in the championship? I, I did. Uh, I did not touch a championship, but I did take UCLA. I teased them on a parlay. You didn't touch the championship? No, I didn't. Okay, folks, what? for all of you who followed Dirty Mike and gambling, I, I really didn't. And you watched it? No, I didn't at all. I didn't watch a second of it. Okay. No. Oh, oh, oh my I fell asleep. What do you want me to say? <laughs> they put that fucking thing on at ten thirty at night. I can't do it. I had a big it started day. Started at nine twenty. You could have watched the first half and went to bed. Like the Phils were beat playing the Mets. I was way too into it. I was way too into it last that, night. That is for better or for I'm sorry. Worse. No, that that is truly for better or for worse. And I don't know what it is. A true Philadelphia fan. We are not college sports fans. We are not Dude, college football it was right fans. around the time. We are not college basketball fans. We will choose the Philadelphia Phillies, the Flyers, or the Sixers over a college basketball championship game. All day. Like just said it. All day. Title. Coming back against the Mets in that game, hearing let's go Mets chance in this crowd, I couldn't turn my eyes off. No, I, you, you I, can't whip out the uh, whip out the iPad or something. And no, I had my, I had my iPad. Yeah. And- I didn't care that much. There were times where I was watching the national uh, title game on my phone, you know, just because I had to. It's very interesting that the city of Philadelphia just does not care about college sports at all. And, and you're right. You you are in the majority as, as the Philadelphia unless fan. Unless Villanova's in it, right? No, no, unless it's Notre Dame, which, like, yeah, what does that no even mean? Sense at all. Uh, all right. So that that's it. Um, hopefully that you followed me weeks ago by saying just, just tail Baylor, because once Illinois was out, that was it. Um, other than that, I think we shall lead to one of our tried and true segments. And that leads us to another segment of Dirty Mike's. Wait, wait, wait. I, I just blacked. I, what did you, who'd you guys bet on last night? Were you oh, happy? You, bet, you went hard on Baylor? Hard. I bet Baylor money line. I bet Baylor with the points. Mm-hmm. I bet Baylor the entire way. Now, what, what, what led you to that? Was that, was that what everybody was saying? Nobody Baylor, can have a perfect season. 
I, I did go against that. No one can have a perfect season. I saw Gonzaga struggle against UCLA. Uh, Baylor, Baylor absolutely butt-fucked Houston. Uh, they were just the better team throughout. Not the, to mention the, the cliche Gonzaga queef. That. Uh, and Baylor got to the Final Four by not hitting three-pointers. And their game is having the best point guards throughout uh, all of college basketball. And they started hitting their three-pointers throughout the Elite Eight and into the Final Four. And they stayed hot. So once they hit their three-pointers, they can't be touched. Um, it's not that they have the best big men in the game, but they uh, I just realized I don't care at all. Okay, perfect. Yeah, Got just, it. So should we get to the next segment? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and that will lead us to Dirty Mike's Two Cents. Jimmy, would you like to hit your wonderful song that you made? Yeah. All right. Let's hit it. Oh, hey, look over here. I found two pennies. You know what that is? Two cents. Why is it called heartburn? Like, I'm choking to death on my stomach acids, and you idiots are calling it heartburn. Very fair. Yeah. It's fair. It's right? extremely fair. When I first got my heartburn... My heart's fine. When I first got heartburn in my early 20s, I had no idea what it was. Mm. I thought I was dying. Dude. And I just... I, I thought my entire inner body was exploding, and someone had to explain it to me. <laughs> it's the truth. And someone called it heartburn, and I thought it was worse than it was. Yeah, I almost went to a doctor. I'm like, what's anxiety. wrong with... I was, I was like, what's wrong with my heart? Oh, it's just my stomach acids, like, shitting because on Because it's very close. Shitting it's on my esophagus. It's very close to heart attack. So it's like... <clears throat> heartburn, heart attack. Whenever, whenever I think of the word heartburn, it literally like makes my heart raise. I'm like, damn, dude. Okay, well, to, you, to you younger heart, listeners, heart attack. To, to you younger listeners, listen to me. You don't have it yet. No, but do whatever you can to prepare because it's coming. It's coming for you. So it does feel like there's just volcanic acid mm-hmm. burning inside through, your esophagus, burning from through your, your chest. Stomach. And then someone says, "Oh, that's heartburn," and you go. Is that supposed to make you feel better? Yeah, I go, no, I'm choking on something. Like, what hurts? Why is that? What's going on? I wonder if it's like, and I don't know this. I'm just like, you know, throwing spaghetti at the wall here. Like, maybe it's- Which will give you heartburn. Maybe eat that spaghetti. Look out for that sauce. Maybe it's because like, uh, it's like a miss, you know, back in the day, they were like, they didn't know. They thought, you know, the earth was like the center of the universe or something. So they were like, oh, it's burning my heart. I mean, that's a logical way to look at it, sure. But I'm still saying it's in my throat. I mean- if back then you didn't, you couldn't tell the difference between where your heart was and where your throat is. Your very it's, fair. It's probably why you died at thirty-seven a, from syphilis. Probably. All right, next. Crowded elevators have to smell different to midgets, right? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't make that up. Yeah, you got I mean, that from something. No, you had to. If you're not that clever, on, why am it, I not that clever? Say it again. Crowded elevators have to smell different to midgets. Right? <laughs> So oh, I thought you said smell different than me. I thought he did too. No, too. Smell different. I too heard Dan. So they're in now there. Now I get. If they're in there and it gets a little crowded, it's got to be <laughs> okay. a little. It's got to be a little different. <laughs> okay. No? Now it's different. Okay. Now, like, Jimmy reacted like that. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, that's got to be a tough just atmosphere in general. They're, they're, you're just going butthole and like you're just backing him up. Yeah. And he's in a corner like, oh my god, like what? What floor is this guy going to? Twenty seven. Oh. Like that's a long ride. Wow. You have to be a real asshole, no pun intended, to not say, "Hey, go stand in front of like all face of us. him, face him for the ride." <laughs> the Imagine guy. being the guy and saying to the midget, "Hey, can you can you hit number thirty for us? Yeah, can you get off at two and walk for the sake of my nose?" <laughs> it's like in Joker where he's trying to get the door unlocked. It's like I can't reach it. Like yeah, oh, shit. <laughs> it's gotta be tough. Great. It's gotta be Great tough. Comparison. Yeah. Well, where's that? Go ahead. Oh, you want me to kneel at church? How about blow yourself? 
dude. So listen, I went. I went to a to a. They couple. really do do everything they can to make it an Yo, unenjoyable. Listen, so experience. I went to a couple of and funerals. People are still following two thousand years later, dude. So I went to a couple of funerals, unfortunately, in the last few weeks. Yeah. And they do the whole part with a real mass where they're like, "All right, it's time to kneel." And I'm like, "All right, you know, I'll get down on my fucking knees. I'll kneel, fine." And then you start looking around, and you're like, "All the old people are sitting." And then you got like the young bucks like yourself who are kneeling. And then it's just at that point, like a matter of elimination. Like everybody's in it yeah. at that point. Just who's going the longest? And I'm looking, and I'm like, "I'm more fit than that." fat guy over there is kneeling I can't quit before yes. him so I'm kneeling and I'm kneeling yeah. and all of a sudden that guy I, he's like he's looking around too like who else is still kneeling and then I'm like I'm not quitting but my knees are about to just quit they're like my fat body is just going into the fucking bottom of the pad yeah. and everything hurts I'm holding my hips at times like swaying and I'm like I just can't I, can't, I don't know how much longer I can hold and like at one point my wife looks at me and she's like are you okay and I was like, I don't know. No, I can't emotionally handle this. <laughs> I, think, I think I need to get communion. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with you sitting down. It's like, a, but you still. But you some people, some, some people do the half and half. Some people do the ass to the pew, but the knee's still on, like the half kneel, half yeah. sit move, which is bullshit. You're sitting. Don't try to be like you're yeah. not. You're not still in the game. You must That's the first prostrate step yourself. For me. That's the first step for me. It's it's when I see somebody that's like my age and like you nailed this whole process. You nailed it. If I see somebody that's my age and they do the kneel sit, I'm like, okay, I can do it. I want to see if I can hang. And then eventually it's the full sit. The ever exhausting Catholics. Cause then they're like, no, please stand. No, please kneel. No, please stand. No, please kneel. And it's just like, I'm done. Yeah. I'm tapping out. Like, Not to mention that most people who are going to church are older people. How is the kneeling thing still a thing? What are you doing to these people? And what do they do to those old people just to make them keep coming back and say, no, like this, this all makes sense. Can't they just be like, what the fuck are yeah. we doing? Whole like, another situation, but sure. God, and there are situations where, you're literally sitting and kneeling um, or standing and kneeling mid songs. Like oh, they'll yeah. be singing a song and then they'll raise their arms up like they, cause they can't, they're singing. So they can't tell you to stand, but they raise you. You're like, Holy shit. Now, or is that when they, is that when you have to sing too? You know what I, I want? Know. It's been a long I don't know. time. Church is fucking, it's just psychotic. It's, it's like going and watching the same movie every single Sunday. And that movie sucks. Hey, uh, they're going to be sitting here for a while, guys. Uh, maybe we should get them like, you know, something, some cushions or something like that. Nah, just put a, two pieces of plywood in there and they'll sit on that. Yep. Christian, Christian. And, oh, and then, and then, and then halfway through have them kneel on another slightly padded piece of plywood yeah, with, with a wrestling mat on top of it for extended periods of time old catholic calisthenics it's not just to mention if we're gonna okay, if, if we can just keep talking about church for another 30 yeah, seconds so you have the same priest uh, i'm sorry you have the priest get there and recite the same verses over and over yep. again right don't you feel like you hear the same ones mm -hmm. i want some of these guys to get up there and talk about some of these wild old testament verses so deuteronomy 23 1 says he that is wounded in the stones or hath his privy member cut off shall not enter in the congregation of the lord i want a guy to get up there in the middle of the mass and say yeah. that and have everybody's minds just fucking fall <laughs> i out agree i agree yeah and then and then right afterwards he goes hey, so any of you motherfuckers don't have cocks and balls get her hell out you are out <laughs> see the door should we make church cool <laughs> that would be cooler than let's, like just yeah then let's dude, start our own church. i'd be staring at my phone and if i heard that i would look right up and be like tell me more what else you got <laughs> yeah right <laughs> all right uh, next i like this channel rocky babo is sunday fun hour uh if you're over 35 hire movers 
Your friends are way too old, and nobody wants to slip a disc for pizza in two Bud Lights. This is completely stolen. <laughs> I heard it the other day. Where did I hear that? And it's so good. And it's true. And the reason I brought that up, stolen. he did that. He, I, I swear, he's 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 ripping jokes. No, no, not at all. That one was. This one heard this. Stolen. Once in a blue moon, I'll take one. You know, I where took did the, you get that? I, took I, the, I recognize this. I took the Tennessee Titans one a while back too, when I said the tits. I, I take them here and there. But the reason I wanted to bring this up is because me and Nick participated in a move with Jimmy years ago. And that was the day when I realized that I will never move with anyone Wait, ever you're again. telling a story that's already been told on this podcast. Oh, did like, we talk about this? Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. oh my, what? Uh, okay. You're, you're yes, I get to play the John Ralphio clip again. Oh my God. Wait. <laughs> Jesus yeah, you moved his fucking uh, treadmill and there's cat piss on it. Oh, yeah, did we look at me? Oh, and, my God. Oh, on you set. were on such a roll, you just fell face first. Next. Onset amnesia. Look at me. No, we we're not. We're we're gonna let him continue this after that. One yeah, more. we need it. We need uh, a good more. Uh, I don't even. So we don't talk near enough about how weird the duck build platypus is. Yeah, it's a gopher, duck, otter, beaver. <laughs> no, we do. I mean, that's the only thing people talk about with the platypus. No, we don't talk about him at all. And we need to. Perry this, the, there's Perry the platypus, dude. And you know what? You know what's another thing about that weird little fuck? He's poisonous. Yeah. Are you what? Fuck. He's got little th- claws in his back feet that if you try to grab him, it poisons you and well, fucks you up. Shame on you if you try to grab one. <laughs> like if I see a platypus, the first thing I'm doing is trying to grab. Why? Why would you look, try to look, look at him? I'd run the other way screaming. <laughs> well, that's wait. I would. I wouldn't do either. Of these exactly. You said. Thank I, you. I would oh. be like, look at this weird fucking dude. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. Oh, if he's if he's swimming around and he's being nice and he's near me and I've had a few beverages, I'm like, oh. I'm well, sure. then you get what you get. Where yeah. those, and you do? Where do those fuckers even live? Probably Australia. Mm, uh, well, obviously, yeah. but like. <laughs> Do they live in America at all? Yeah, it's got to be Australia or Mars. Know. How yeah. you- the only the only thing that has a duck bill and fur with poison in its back is definitely in Australia. Yeah, you're right. It's Australia, Florida, uh, or Mars. People are like, I want to go to Australia. I'm like, why? Yeah. <laughs> oh, for the dinner plate spy spiders? Yeah, no. I'm yeah, out. I've, I have no interest in ever going to that hellhole. Coral reef that eats you? I'm fine. All right. I think that's a good way to end. I don't know why you want to grab it. I don't know why you're running away screaming. I think I would just be like, that's weird looking. I want to leave it be. All right. Any any last comments? I'm there? looking up where they're from because I need to know. All right. Well, while Jimmy's looking it up, uh, Nick, any last words? Can you filibuster while, while he's looking? I think you had something you wanted to bring up to end the show with. Uh, you want to do a power play? Wow. <gasps> Wow. I do. It's been a while. All right. One of our original segments. It's time for a Flyers Pico Power Play. Oh, where's that? Um, Flyers. Flyers. Um, it has gotten so bad with the Philadelphia Flyers that I don't even watch the Flyers anymore. Like I, I I talk about I talk about not watching the Phillies, you know, because there's 160 fucking games. I don't miss a Flyers game. I don't fucking miss a Flyers game. I never, and I can't watch this fucking team. La- last year, last year it was. I mean, they 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 set us they 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 set us up, man. Like they 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 had a really good team. They got into the playoffs. They won a series, and we were all excited. They they set us up for for, for what we're going through right now. The, this team is embarrassing and it got it was so bad 
that not too long ago, the coach came out and blamed what was going on on COVID, which was it, it, one of the biggest bitch moves I've ever seen out of a coach. Pissed me right the fuck off. I mean, like, you can't do that. You know, you're losing all these games and you're going to blame it on COVID. Like everybody's dealing with this COVID shit. Like, holy shit. So this is where the Flyers are. They're one of the worst teams in the NHL since the, their COVID thing. The, the, it's not. It's unacceptable. The team is embarrassing. They're embarrassing their fans. It's awful. They just got whooped again tonight. Fucking make some moves. Make this team better. We're tired of waiting. This team fucking sucks. And I'm fucking tired of it. That's it. Oh, and that was the Pico power play. To sum it up, fire suck. Uh, anything suck. else uh, dirty to end the show? No, the, the, the platypus is, is, you guessed it, from Australia. Oh, yeah. Stunner. <laughs> ding, ding, <All> right. ding. <laughs> Australian Mars. And with that, we're going to end our you show. It. Thank you for listening uh, to our 71st episode. Please follow us on Instagram at uh, RBCFH Podcast. Follow me on Twitter at Matt RBCFH Pod. Follow Nick at Nuke, N U K RBCFH Pod. We'll be nice. Follow Dirty. Follow Dirty. He what? needs followers oh. at Dirty Mike RBCFH Pod. Give no, us no, some, no pod. No, I'm not too bad. No, no whatever. Pod. It's close enough. You'll, close figure close enough. You'll find him. He's he's there. Give us some written reviews. Give us a five star rating. We'll see you all next week. Good night. Walk blindly to the light and reach out for his hand. Don't ask any questions and don't try to understand. Open up your mind and then open up your heart.